Apprentices and Acolytes, welcome to Unlock the Knowledge, and today we're going to do a complete deep dive breakdown into Star Wars Eclipse. Ready up. Ready up. My destiny. Welcome, Apprentices and Acolytes. From the Dark Temple, visited by Mera Jade, Luke Skywalker, and Kyle Katarn, and so many other Force sensitives like yourself. I am Lord Dagger here. <laughs> I am Lord Dagger I don't even know how to say my own name, but hey, let's go. I'm ready to go around and do this breakdown. I have been waiting to do this. I'm so excited, fam. And if I did not have so many PC issues, I guarantee you would have had a 50-minute video already about everything that I want to describe in this trailer. Now, before I get to this, I want to talk about one thing, of course. Um, this uh, game developer, this studio's Quantum Dream, they have a lead developer, um, and this guy is actually a homophobe, okay? And this is the first thing that I want to talk about. He's a homophobe and he's a sexist. Um, it's very known inside uh, the, uh, I guess you could say, this realm of, of gaming and everyone that follows them, that this guy is not a nice person. Um, he is very sexist. Um, he's uh, just a very terrible, like, just an individual to be uh, helming a game dev studio like this. The fact that Lucasfilm has even decided to uh, let this happen or have this slip under their radar I'm at a loss of words for. I have no idea how to react. I instantly reacted to the trailer and I was so happy and then I read about everything. I believe his name is David Cage and I just, uh, I'm torn um, and, and absolutely hurt that this was happening. And so I don't know what's going to happen with this game in the future. I think that uh, they are very aware how people have reacted. Um, and I think that there's going to be some type of effect soon. Um, I don't think it's like Lucasfilm not to just do anything about these certain circumstances. Um, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, and I just felt like at the very least you all um, should be aware of the situation. Um, and at the very least go out and see who this person is. Do your research. Don't just take my word for it. Uh, you know, go to the source and find out what this person says and how they feel. Um, you know, about uh, women <laughs> and, uh, you know, just uh, anyone that has a sexual identity that is different, you know, from, 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 I man, it's just, it's just terrible. It's just straight up terrible. And I don't want to say his quote of what he said before, uh, because it is very, very disgusting. Um, it also uses some words that I don't ever slur and I should, I, people should never utter. Uh, but definitely go out and do your research on this person uh, because they are, I believe, the lead developer at this studio. So with that being said, I want to take this time just to go in and, and go in on this game because I'm very excited about this game. Um, it was probably the most excited that I've ever been for a Star Wars video game trailer since Star Wars The Old Republic, the MMO. Um, Star Wars The Old Republic MMO, I feel like, is still the greatest trailer of all time, at least those trailers, because it's an MMO. I don't think anything will top that for me, unless there's another MMO that comes out. Uh, but this game, I believe, is going to be story-oriented, um, story right? Story-oriented, and that's usually how a lot of these Quantum Dream games, you know by now, you know, they have heavy rain, and of course, um, I think it's uh, Detroit, yeah, it's Detroit uh, Be Human, and that is, I think, the main game that I think everybody has kind of come to understand and know. Uh, that game, I thought, was, was beautiful. Uh, very well written. Uh, the interaction in that game was just so stellar. There was a there was a little bit of exploration, but it's very story driven, very character driven. A lot of choices, which is not something that I feel like has been Star Wars' strong suit recently. Uh, we all know about just about you know every single Star Wars video game that's been in the past, and everyone's going to compare it to Kotor, not the Old Republic. Star Star Wars: The Old Republic that has all of these choices that pretty much manipulate and turn over and affect 
fact, the overlapping story throughout, it just ex extensive flushes it out, you know, this situation and that situation and whether or not you said yes and whether or not you said no and that person's gonna come back to kill you and his family and everything else. We all know how this, the Mass Effect-esque, the Knights of the Old Republic-esque, the Bioware uh, way of telling stories and this uh, adopts that, it maybe even be better in my opinion because I was, I remember watching a lot of those playthroughs for Detroit uh, Be Human and uh, I just remember so many choices, so many different variables, uh, and not not a single playthrough that I saw was the same. Straight up, it was just it was just uh, incredible with how man, it was just it was just so beautiful how many types of I don't know choices and and stories. Uh, there's so many different things, fam. But let's get into the overall story, right? Um, and what I'm going to do now is I'm going to watch this trailer. Uh, I, w I want to watch this trailer over and over because there's a lot of things that I want to uh, dissect and tell you about because I've seen a couple breakdowns um, just to get an idea of what everybody's kind of going and I'm still very strong on my ideas and my views and this is the reason why I don't do breakdowns for things like you know Boba Fett or Mandalorian or the movies is because I know too much. And the reason why, uh, and I know I know too much because when I watch these trailers, I instantly know what's going to happen. And that's why I don't do that with these movies because I will spoil the entire movie for myself. Uh, video games are different. There's countless hours, even if you understand the overlapping story that's happening, right? That it's essentially, man, it's, you know, it's om omnipresent in the entire story. You understand the plot, you, you, you understand and, and know uh, have the foresight and the ability, the awareness to see where the story is going to be going. The still, though, you know, the game mechanics, the story elements, the exploration. There's just so many components and variables inside a video game. It's not like a movie. You know, the movie you're going to rewatch stuff over and over and over. You already understand the, basically the main points of the story, the main emotion, and the main characters. There's only so many little things, very little, minute things that you can see in a movie when you rewatch it over and over. But the basis of it, you know, you're going to get you're going to get the picture essentially um, and that's why I feel like when you watch something the first time you're gonna that's gonna be your I mean that's gonna be the most potent of the experience of watching the movie right video games are different you can play the, the video games over and over and over and so many times that's where replay value comes in and a game like this where the replay value is insane because there's just going to be so many characters there's going to be so many different choices and so many different endings uh so yeah you know i don't mind doing it for these things because you kind of need to uh, and i feel like it's also incredibly fun dynamic it's an enhancing experience if you get so more and so much more invested into uh, just the integral parts of the story because this is something that i feel like star wars fans as a whole haven't necessarily had in a while and that's everybody being excited for something well most of us anyway that you know know about that you know know about david cage and everything it's, it makes me sick to my stomach but um most uh, hopefully most of the people that work on this game are not like him right they don't have the same ideals so that is why i'm getting excited for the people that you know this is their first video game the people that put the work into it that love star wars that appreciate the high republic and the new um ideas and everything you know it doesn't matter what sexuality you are it doesn't matter what color you are it doesn't matter if you're a guy boy girl what you know whatever you want to be you know it's 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 all about this and the love for star wars and that's why i'm being excited for this is for those people that want that opportunity to to live in this universe and that want to see their creations made and that's why i'm getting excited uh, because I feel like the, the trailer does deserve to be celebrated um, because it is incredible and it's it's one of the greatest pieces of work that I've seen for Star Wars in a very long time. So now uh, let's just get the, the main synopsis of this video game, okay? Uh, because that's the big thing is I want to know. I want to understand what the video game is. I don't want to sit here and guess, um, but I will start uh, dissecting frame by frame the trailer as we speak. I will be making a YouTube video with this, so there's gonna be visual representation um, after this. It's not gonna be the same, uh, how can I say? It's not gonna be the same exact content that you're getting on my podcast. It's gonna be different, uh, but the overall basis of it is going to be at least have some type of visual representation so you can see, uh, and it's not just audio. Now, here we go. Discover Star Wars Eclipse. This is straight from StarWarsEclipse.com, uh, the game, and you're I'm gonna read everything here. New action adventure 
multiplayer character branching narrative game set in the High Republic era, presented to you by Quantum Dream and Lucasfilm Games, now in early development. So it specifically states that this game is in the High Republic era. So uh, this is the first thing that I want to talk about, because I actually don't think that's as entirely true as, as everyone is getting led on. Because, uh, let's face it, uh, the High Republic right now is one of the most expressive points of Star Wars that we've ever seen. This trailer was not that same High Republic. Um, so right now what I'm going to do is I'm going to Google where exactly the High Republic takes, takes time. And I'm pretty sure it's about a thousand years before the Phantom Menace. So, let's see, the timeline, um, exact timeline for the High Republic. Because this is the one thing that I noticed is that there are no really similar components of the High Republic that we saw in that trailer, except for Yoda. I think it's really the only thing that you really know about that. And Coruscant. Um, so at what time is the... Yeah, Alright, so this is um, around 200... The High Republic era was a period of time that lasted for around 200 years between um, approximately 300 BBY and 82 BBY. Um, and now, I remember, uh, let's see, uh, the Battle of Yavin, I think, is, um, that is, yeah, that's, that's, that's BBY. So that's, I think that's, that's, that's exactly. So this is 82 years, uh, before Episode 4, and uh, 300 years before Episode 4, right? Because BBY is Battle of Yavin, alright? That's A New Hope. Now, um, that's a lot sooner, um, than I thought it was. Um, yeah, so 200 years, everyone's saying 200 years, 800 years, um, there's a lot of different things. So, uh, so let's see exactly um, where we are, because the Acolyte, right, this new show that's going to be coming out, is around 50 years, okay? So uh, let me do this then. All right, the Rising Storm, uh, timeline for the Rising Storm High Republic. Okay, so that is 231 years BBY. So that's 231 years before the Battle of Yavin. Now, if that is accurate, let's go off here. Uh, pages. Uh, yes, yeah, so the, the exact timeline is three, uh, 231 BBY. Now, the reason why I'm looking at this, so you have 231 years before um, episode four, okay? This trailer, I'm actually going to say is probably about a hundred years, maybe, maybe around like a hundred and fifty years. Yeah, a hundred and fifty years before uh, the Phantom Menace. No, I want to say yeah, I want to. I'd say about a hundred years before the Phantom Menace. Okay, and the reason why I say that is because uh, when we watch the trailer, right, uh, the most the most compelling thing that I know is that gives me the most evidence, right, that this is around that time is one the tra uh, the Trade Federation, okay, the Trade Federation and their blockades uh, and their basically their I want to make sure that I got them right. It's it's the uh, the droid the droid ships that control everything, uh, trade federation ships. Now there's going to be a lot of typing, so I'm sorry I don't have a nice quiet keyboard for you all. Yeah, and so uh, these are the trade federation battleships, right? Um, and you see them throughout the entire trailer, um, and uh, that's why I feel like it's it's very close around that time because in the High Republic, the High Rep the Republic itself is still being established. I don't even think the tra uh, the trade federation has been noted. Um, um, or I think it, I think it has been uh, once, um, or the banking clan I think, uh, because the, the Republic itself is still under construction. They uh, are are very small compared to what they are during the time of the prequel trilogy. So I think this is actually very in the early life stages, maybe even the infancy stages of the Trade Federation that we see inside the trailer. Um, the second thing, of course, is Yoda and Coruscant. Coruscant uh, is literally just starting its construction, like it's, it's high end, uh, it's high life, it's zenith type of construction that we see inside the prequel trilogy. And then we see in that trailer, right, where Yoda is inside Coruscant, that tr that that entire area looks like the construction is done. It, it basically looks like prequel trilogy-esque Yoda and Coruscant. Uh, and that's why I feel like it's got to be at least 
a hundred years or so closer to the Phantom Menace because there is it's it's just already established. Coruscant is already established. The Trade Federation is there, and so this is at the very very end of the High Republic. Uh, you I, like there is no Avarkris right now. You know there's no there's no none of your homies. You know none of the twenty lost. You know the lost twenty, the way seekers and things like that. Or maybe there is. Uh, we'll just have to see how much more of these details come out. So, of course, that would talk about the High Republic. Now, we're going to go into the second phase here. Star Wars Eclipse lets you play a, as a diverse cast, characteristic characters, um, charismatic characters, each with their own story, abilities, and role to play in the tapestry of the events that could alter carefully balanced piece of the Outer Rim. I've talked about it so many times about the Outer Rim is literally the greatest spot in Star Wars to talk about. There is so much potential of story. There are so many unexplored planets. You have, of course, unturned space and then you have the known Star Wars galaxy there's so many areas in there it's the universe is huge and this game is probably going to fulfill that potential that I've been seeking for so long now of course this game has choices choices have consequences every decision you make can have dramatic repercussions on your journey the way of life in the outer rim is being threatened and you must define your path it's very curious because it seems like you're gonna play a lot of characters and of course this dev is also very known for how many characters you play there are several characters you get to play and I'm wondering now how much choice you're going to have you know are can all your characters be good are your characters going to meet at one point and you're going to face a choice to, to kill them both off um, and of course like how much game is this going to be? Is this going to be all system, uh, all um, cinematics? You know, are you going to be able to move around? Is it going to be like action screenshots where you just um, action sequences where you just have to press a button and then go on to the next thing and then do that, or is it actually going to be a video game? Uh, check out our gallery for more. Um, and then we see there's the trailer at the bottom. So I guess that's it. It doesn't really say anything more about the components uh, of the the game itself. Carefully balanced on our own world to play, charismatic, which either don't. Yeah, I don't really see anything else about um, the game. And I'm very curious uh, whether or not, uh, like, how, like, what is it's, what is the exploration? What is going on? Um, but now let's get into the trailer, okay? Let's get into the trailer uh, frame by frame here. And I want to really get into more of this. So, all right, first things first, we're at 05, okay? And we see, of course, these tribal individuals that are doing the drums. And there is someone who is uh, kind of like spectating or witnessing this eclipse. Um, I definitely feel like the person that's witnessing the eclipse is someone who's going to be known inside the story itself because they're aware of these events that are happening. And it seems like the galaxy um, is kind of bearing witness to this eclipse. Um, so we're going to keep watching here. We're at 17 seconds. And the drum starts, which is <laughs> so incredible, man. This song has been stuck in my head for the last 70 to 48 hours. Uh, I've probably watched this trailer more than 30 or 40 times. Um, beautiful, beautiful asteroid belt showing the uh, just the entire stream coming on. And then you see a Jupiter-esque like planet, and then an Earth-like planet behind it, followed by you know the crashing ship or the the very Mandalorian-esque ship that's like going in and like it's. Better, barely sputtering with life. Uh, so the first thing that I see here is uh, at 44 seconds, okay, is we see a very similar refugee uh, transport ship that we see in Attack of the Clones. I want to make sure, let's see, uh, Attack of the Clones transport ship. Now, um, yes, it is so very similar, and I think it's practically almost identical to the uh, AA-9 Coruscant freighter um, that we see in Attack of the Clones. And the reason why I say that, it's, it's all the way in the back. It's literally the ship that's all the way in the back. Now, I'm going to actually uh, full screen this because I want to see more. Um, so, and, and that's that's another thing where you're like so close to the prequel era. Um, this planet also uh, almost reminisces uh, Naboo in some ways. There's a lot of water, um, but there's one thing about Naboo that I noticed that uh, I feel like is not as consistent. And of course, those are the temples. And if you look on the bridges, there seem to be some type of 
overview or overhang um kind of like a patio but it's not it's it's in the middle of these bridges where you kind of pass under them almost like you know an overhang at a bridge uh very pretty like i want to say it reminds me a lot of like dynasty um or like feudal lord type of you know like uh, like chinese dynasty and like emperors and stuff like that that you can see in a lot of uh, uh all these old like uh uh, Chinese movies and you know these old Japanese movies and things like that they're very uh, similar with the type of architecture I, I guess you could say and of course there's a man just so incredibly uh, Star Wars has this way with I want to say electric, right? Or, or I don't want to say. I want to say there's a better. There's probably a better word for just like wiring, and power supply, and these wires always connecting to to one another. Uh, and this does not look like Naboo, or at the very least, maybe this could be the beginning of Naboo, where they slowly start to become their hierarch, their high, very noble esque approach to its government. Um, yeah, and then uh, we have the, uh, the the nice cute pet shop guy, which is so cool. Um, and we're like forwarding over. So you're gonna see a lot of blue in this trailer. And the, tra the, the trailer, I feel like there's so many beautiful colors. Um, but one thing I wanted to point out is there's these blue guards. So if you're at 48 seconds and you see the Admiral Raddus looking uh, Mon Calamari in front of us, to the left of him, there seems to be some type of guard. He's got a very, like, Revan-esque face mask, right? You know, it's just all blue. And these guys are actually quite consistently inside the trailer. And it, they remind me a lot of the uh, Republic Royal Guards, right? Not necessarily the Royal Guards from the Empire that are all red. I'm talking about the Republic Guards that you see Palpatine that are kind of around him um, a lot inside uh, the end of the Phantom Menace and a lot inside, I think, the Attack of the Clones as well. And they remind me a lot of that. So maybe this is kind of the, uh, the slowly pre-established Republic Army. And the Republic doesn't really have an army. Uh, there are, uh, <clears throat> how can I say this? There are, I don't want to say planets, there are governments inside the Republic that have their own uh, personal armies, of course, and then there's the faction, then you have the Jedi, uh, and there's other. There's another faction that I believe that is assisting the Republic as long, along with the Jedi against the Nile, um, but this I feel like is different. This I feel like maybe something happened, and there is reason now for the Republic themselves to have a certain military, and maybe we're going to see that in this game. Now we're at um, 049, and yeah, oh, yeah, oh, at the end of 049 frame and the beginning of uh, 050, you're gonna see this character that has a lot of beads around him. He has the giant, like, uh, Kung Lao esque hat from Mortal Kombat, and he's very, uh, you know, suspicious looking and, 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 and very mysterious, right? He, he's giving me a lot of turret Inua vibes, and I actually believe this is going to be a guardian of the will. Uh, he I feel like resembles so much of that vibe since we've seen from Rogue One and Chirrut Inua. I will put so much money that this dude might be somebody like that. Um, or he could not be because, you know what, at the end of the day, there are a lot of people with the same hats inside this trailer, so I could be totally wrong. Um, so we're moving over to the Duros, and the Duros is always the big talk around this trailer, as, as, as long as the Calamari guy with the Jedi-like robes, I don't think that guy's a Jedi at all, I just think he looks very similar. Uh, but the Duros is obviously going to be a character that you're going to see play in this entire story, and the drums are going in. So, uh, 101, man. Dang, dude, this shot, of course, with the speeder going across with the animal, kind of getting startled as it's sitting there at the watering hole, and it's got this beautiful, like, crescent moon-esque shot with the sun fading through the pillars of the stone. Man, dude, Attack of the Clones. Um, there's a lot of things that you can critique about Attack of the Clones, but I felt like Attack of the Clones had some of the greatest ambience shots and settings in all of Star Wars. Uh, and that speeder going across is so very Anakin Skywalker trying to go and rescue his mom and, you know, just raging out there and tattooing the Sands of Tatooine with that speeder bike. Uh, a beautiful shot. This is probably one of the most Star Wars, Star Wars shots that I've seen in such a long time. And I love it so much. 
Uh, and of course, here is the shot of Yoda inside the uh, the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, and it is beautiful. He's got his little his little seat there, and I'm very curious to see who else is on the High Council for the Jedi as well, with all the Grand Masters, you see all the Masters around him. I can't wait to see who's there. There should be uh, one or two other characters that we see in the prequel trilogy that can that are that probably live almost as long as Yoda, um, and we have the uh, Rogue One. Uh, Monks and the uh, someone was talking about this is C3PO at the 110 mark, and I don't think this is C3PO at all. I I would be very surprised if they did that with C3PO. Now, of course, uh, we go back to the eclipse. Oh man, in this shot here of these at 117, shout out to Master Chief, right? Of the two Jedi going at it, man, and it is so beautiful because. The way the sun is setting, I'm not sure if this is on the same exact planet, but it reminds me of Yavin. Of course, if you have not, if you don't know the planet Yavin, you can go watch Episode Four: New Hope. You can go watch a Rogue One. Uh, that those are the planet. The planet that the Rebellion is on at that point. That is Yavin with those great, beautiful Masasi towers and temples. Man, so beautiful. I feel like the structure resembles that so much. And of course. Uh, a very jungle-esque type of terrain, and you see that lush green kind of peering in uh, all over these temples and the structures and the bridge. Um, also reminds me, of course, the old uh, Clone Wars with Asajj Ventress and Anakin Skywalker fighting each other on, on Yavin, or one of the temples like that. I, I don't know if it was Yavin, but it was very similar. Uh, such a beautiful planet. Uh, another thing, too, about these two races here that are fighting, it looks like one of them is actually, uh, uh, it's, it's, I think it's Malaren. I think I, Malaren. Uh, right. So we got Star Wars. Yeah, it's 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 one of them is a uh, Mir Ellen. A Mir Ellen. I always say it wrong. I'm so sorry. Please, everybody, forgive me. Uh, Mir Ellen, and uh, who is the uh, I want to say the one that doesn't look like they have. Uh, octopus on their head and I say an octopus uh, because it's they literally resemble two characters from the High Republic in fact I think this is actually the most High Republic part of the entire trailer because they're garbs they're uh, I think there's a video game the VR video game I think it's the the, the Batu game uh, for the VR that they look very similar to the uh, garms that they have on here and I'm gonna do Star Wars adventure comics characters one of the characters um is actually i think it's star wars high republic yeah because that is a different comic yes okay so the star wars high republic uh characters that we have here and there is one oh man i need to see actually who who she is um because she look one of these characters looks like that um exactly like that yeah daniel jones's uh characters i'm trying to get a name i, I want to remember a name I, I don't know the name because i haven't been reading that one as much zine i think it's zine and i want to see her um species so we have zine and and this looks very similar to zine's race and uh her species is called a mickeyan um and i believe uh they're they're pretty new so um they're actually in legends as well you can see a few of them in clone wars um and they're very different from what they have looked like in the High Republic. Um, but so you have a Malarian, a Miri Allen, and a man, that's crazy, dude. And a, a Mickeyan, dude. <laughs> um, and, and I love that these are going uh, into each other because they also look like two young Jedi Knights, uh, maybe even Padawans. Uh, so I'm very curious to see like what is actually happening with these two Padawans um, and Jedi Knights. Uh, like, you know, are they are they getting too close to the dark? Is someone very, uh, is becoming like so enthralled with the dark side? Uh, because you can see that they are fighting. Uh, you know, I, you can see that there there is a disagreement, or you know, maybe they're sparring. But I don't. I, I would. I don't. I do not sense sparring happening like that. That intense. That looks like something heated is going on. 
Now, this next planet, right, at 122, um, you're gonna see this, uh, little, like, boat pass by, and then this ship, uh, slowly descending on top of this platform. Now, when you look to the bottom, there is a Nabu speeder here. And I have no idea why this Nabu speeder is here. I am so confused because the entire planet is all over the place. Nabu has these uh, very similar mountain structures with a lot of water, um, and I'll get a frame of that in my video. Um, but also, yes, you know, uh, people that are saying that it looks like a sheik, yes, I believe it looks like a sheik. Um, I also think it could be parts of Nabu, and I would not be surprised if it's also Transdoja, which is of course the uh, planet where the Transdosians live, that's the, literally the moon of Kashyyyk. Um, there's just so many different answers, but the thing that throws me off the most um, is not actually the planets that are behind in, in the upper skybox of this entire scene in this frame. It's the flags. This looks like Takodana, though, like the entire like, uh, I guess you could say like, I don't, uh, not Arkansas, but like the culture esque vibe that you have, and the rundown like tech with all of the yeah, dude, all the throws and the cloths that are like hanging across everything. It literally looks like uh, Takodana Masconada's castle, where when you walk in, right when her entrance, right, and you look up, and then of course you see all of the pod racing flags, Mandalorian flag, there's, there's so many different flags, uh, and it reminds me so much of that, but the, the Naboo, the Naboo uh, Starfighter at the bottom there, <laughs> just sitting there drowning, I, I don't know how that got there, because it's a Starfighter, you know, I don't even think they have hyperdrives, right, so there's no way they could have, let, let me see, um, do Naboo Starfighters have Hyperspace drives, hyperdrives. hyperdrives. Um, Abu's, yeah, represented Abu military technology, armor, place, advanced prototypes. Okay, so I'm definitely reading that they don't. Uh, the two guys twin engines. Oh, wait, no. Oh, it's it. Okay, no, they do carry hyperdrive engines. They do. Okay, cool. Okay, so, okay, that actually makes. A lot more sense now. So they do have hyperdrives, um, and they can get there. So that's probably why it probably flew there from Naboo, and because so you think about like Attack of the Clones, right? Yeah, they were on Naboo, and then they were on Tatooine, and then uh, Geonosis. I think are they're all like very close together. They're all very close. And this shot here at 127. So you have these fighter pilots, uh, these these fighter star fighters, and they're going straight into what looks like uh, this corporate. It looks like a corporation building. Like it really does. Um, black and gold. Uh, I think the plot that you're going to see here as we go into this next uh, frame of 129, and you're going to see the. Oh man, I don't want to say Newt Gunnery, I always say Newt Gunnery. <laughs> uh, but Trade Federation, this is all Trade Federation with the Nemoidians. Uh, you're going to see this Nemoidian here, and I feel like the plot for this story is going to be so complex. I think that there's going to be a lot of moving parts. Um, I think that you could see a very, like... Game of Thrones-esque approach, and I'm not talking about kill, kill, you know, and, 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 and betrayal, maybe there will be, but I'm talking in a sense of so many families and moving parts and factions, you know, and I, and I feel like that's essentially why, uh, why I'm presenting this Game of Thrones as because there's so many characters and you're gonna have to remember so many names, you're gonna have to remember so many companies, uh, so many planets, what territory, and because I feel like that essentially is why the story is gonna be so dynamic. It's gonna be a very dynamic game and there's gonna be so many levels just kind of interloping with each other and I think that's why the story essentially is, gonna, is probably gonna be the best part and maybe even the best Star Wars story that we've seen in a while. Um, and every, yeah, and, and, okay, so this part, yeah, there's just so much, <laughs> there's so much to talk about. So, uh, this is the one, alright, so this is the one part of the trailer 
that I think is also getting so many people confused, okay? And I'm at 132, and I'm looking at this so much. Um, first of all, I, I just want to point out the curve tilt. Um, the curve tilt, which I believe is to be a woman on the left-hand side, uh, because her arms are very tiny. It looks like she has a waist um, and the legs going down. I think I, I just think that's a very, you know, uh, feminist build, and I could be totally wrong. Um, so I, th I think it is a woman. Uh, and the and the yellow lightsaber that points out is is so beautiful. So shoutouts to Count Dooku, uh, and then of course uh, the person to the right, whoever the person to the right is, literally looking like Jon Snow garb over here because you can see at the top there is this type of fur. Maybe it is hair, but I think it's actually part of their garb uh, to keep them warm. And the bottom of their robe uh, is is very sleek, very also Jedi esque. Um, again, I think this is also this uh, the aside the Jedi, the two Jedi fighting with the nice beautiful uh, Jedi garments uh, this also is very High Republic uh, the lightsabers in the High Republic are very expressive there are so many different colors so many different hilts uh, basically resembling uh, like as if a body or a spirit you know uh, or the eye of somebody you know how eyes are always so different yeah dude uh, then the lightsabers are essentially the fingerprint to their personality and to the right too like dude look at that hilt man it looks like a jet engine um, and once that thing is ignited it is it looks so gorgeous with that blue man it is so pretty um and now now let's talk about who's coming after them who's attacking them now hoth i believe actually has so many different species um but there is one specific um alien i know a lot of people were talking about that it's wampas it's wampas um but i don't think it's 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 wampas um i actually uh think it's it's a different one. Where's my species book? Um, there is another. So I there's wampas and there's tauntauns, but then there is another species, and I always forget the species name because they're just so uh, different looking than everybody else, and I feel like they've only really been in Star Wars a couple times. Uh, but you actually get a, a SWOTOR uh, companion who is also, uh, that you find on Hoth. And SWOTOR companion, Hoth. Now, let me see. Um, it's not, it's not the, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not, oh, here he is. Uh, I'm f I, I have him right now. I just need to find uh, the name and, and the species because uh, it's so weird they, they look so they look so silly looking you know and uh, but they're very aggressive. Uh, they're very incredible hunters. There was actually even a Clone Wars uh, episode with them as well. Um, so his name is a uh, Brunmark, okay and uh, they also wear like armor and stuff too. Um, and his species is a talls. That's what he is. Um, yeah, his species is a talls. Uh, and, I, and I feel like that is the majority of the large white creature-esque people. I think he is a tall. So if you definitely want to check that out, uh, please do. Because uh, I think I think that's who who it might be or what they might be. Uh, but there's also some type of human-esque people in here. Uh, I've seen a lot of people talk about that maybe they could be Nile. Um, and I'm not sure. You know, I, I personally don't think the Nile are going to live past the, the books that we have. Um, I felt like the only thing that's really pushing the Nile is, of course, the characters like Marcion Rowe and Lorena D. And as time goes on, I feel like the Nile will essentially dwindle. And they're already way, I mean, they're way, like, they're, 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 they're really swinging a lot heavier than the weight class in the High Republic. It's only a matter of time before, you know, there is some type of inner conflict uh, and uh, Lorena D ends up taking control or Martian Rowe ends up, you know, taking control. Uh, there's just so many different variables I feel like that's going to happen with that story. Uh, and I don't see the Nile really lasting too much longer. Uh, but this is the Outer Rim, and the Outer Rim are kind of taken over by the Nile and just their ways and pirates. Um, and uh, but I do believe maybe you know maybe this is a, maybe this is a tall and maybe they work with um, other individuals. 
uh, but I guess we'll see because the one thing about them is that they're they, you know they're native and uh, that is also like out there in the outer rim and it's and it's so cool to see. Um, yeah, man. So I'm very I'm very curious as to whether or not uh they have kind of adopted somebody else or someone else's is someone someone else's with them uh but i guess we'll see in time so uh let's go on even more now okay so this character um this human character which i feel like is uh one of the only humans that we get to see in this entire uh trailer um and you know how this looks like um i'm sure i'm all the stark thing it looks like the one Stark from Game of Thrones, the actress who also was uh, um, Sansa. Yes, who was the actress for Sansa Stark? It looks like Sansa. Um, okay, her name is Sophie Turner. Um, so she looks, this person looks exactly like Sophie Turner. And if it's not Sophie Turner, um, I'm sorry, Sophie. I apologize. Uh, for saying that, uh, but this person looks exactly like Sophie Turner, who is the uh, actress or Sansa Stark. Uh, and I know that these devs usually end up using actual actors sometimes, actors and actresses. Um, so maybe it could be, maybe it isn't, maybe it, who knows. But I felt like that was uh, quite a. Uh, that was definitely quite a. <laughs> that was that was that was something, you know. That was. Uh, I felt like it looked exactly like her. That was actually in insane, um, how much it practically looked identical to her. All right, so let's go on. Now uh, you have this corporation here. This is a very large, like this is so corporation esque army, um, and I and I love it. I love the look of these guys because. It's not Star Wars, right? It's actually the most not Star Wars thing in, inside this entire trailer. Uh, but I'm okay with it because it still feels like it's inverse. It's, man, it's weird. How can I say this? It's 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 familiar, but also at the same time, uh, different. Um, very, very different. But I like it. It's, it's good different to me, you know? Uh, I just love the um, impending, oppressing type of feel. Y you know, you you've taken a look, uh, which of course that we've seen in, in in Star Wars for so long, which of course is the the stormtroopers. You know, the Sith, and you've uh, you've basically upgraded that. You know, now we have something uh, which I feel like is is so cool. You know, there, and that's the thing about armies, right, and factions in Star Wars, is that you have the droids, you, you know, you have the separatists, and then you have the, the clones. Every single faction has something that resembles or is rememberable. You know, even uh, the final fleet and the Sith Troopers, you know, the First Order, and, you know, you have the Dark Troopers with the Empire and the Storm Troopers, of course. And now this, I'm very, very curious. I'm very, very excited. I greatly uh, await the day that I can figure out, you know, uh, just exactly who, uh, who these are, um, what do they represent, uh, uh, what other color? Like, wh like, wh who are they? Where do they come from? I am so freaking ecstatic about this, man, and I can't wait to see these guys. Um, and there's going to be a lot of stuff in here. You see, you literally see who these guys are because um, their entire grand army is pretty much. Uh, it's it's very Nazi, right? Um, so they're basically showing all of their power you know that you have their tanks you have their ground troops boots on the ground and then you have their starfighters falling over and then you also have their huge um you know star destroyer-esque uh vibe uh their their starfleet ships you know uh and that's pretty incredible too so they're they are a force to be reckoned with and um this is what i was talking again about the overlapping conflict and the and, and you know the very complicated comp uh uh, conflicts in this story is that there's going to be multiple ones and i feel like the trade federation may not necessarily be the good guys in this story but i think they're actually going to do their best to like keep the competition out of the galaxy uh, you know because when it comes to the prequels these guys are not here yes of course we know that the you know in the phantom menace that well you know the trade federation aren't necessarily the great guys too but even at the end in the beginning of that story you know well at the beginning you know um <laughs> you know new gunnery is all like oh man you know maybe you know maybe we shouldn't have done this <laughs> you know now there's two sith um and and of course at the end where anakin skywalker almost kills him or sorry where anakin skywalker ends up killing him you know newt gunnery is like dude we just want peace man we just want peace we want this stuff to end so you know maybe the trade federation the trade federation wasn't always 
who they were in the movies so uh, you know maybe at one th one time they were very about business and you know yeah sure they were strict but maybe they weren't also ne necessarily evil um and i feel like uh perhaps uh this type of conflict may have driven them into some type of aggression uh you know uh, war-esque tactics uh, that we're going to see. Uh, I feel like that is very, very realistic and that this this game could, could deliver on that. And now we're going to see the drumming. Um, and here he goes, those uh, faction starfighters uh, are, are attacking the, the blockade, the Trade Federation uh, dr uh, starships. Um, and it's so cool to see. So it's such a beautiful thing. And you see, yeah, you have them running over here. Of these factions, so uh, I think like that's a, that's more proof that these two factions are going in uh, with one another and that they're uh, fighting each other, because uh, it's so it's so cool to see uh, all all this stuff. Now uh, the drums, okay, and and this is the one thing I want to talk about so much is this race, right? This Voldemort race, very tribal esque, very also like unsettling the way they look, uh, especially their face area. Um, um, but before I talk about that, I want to finish the trailer, and yeah, you have the <laughs> you have the the, the music and the guy going ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, all the way in the back, and it's so cool. And then this character is peering out 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 of the bath, out of this uh, yeah, out of this bath, out of this pool of whatever this liquid is. Um, and I and I and I first thing I wonder is like yeah sure he's humanoid they're all humanoid but if you notice this pool this pond that he's coming out of uh, is also black right um, but the characters behind him are like gray so I wonder if this is a sense of like government you know or class higher class um and so perhaps that this is the way that they baptize him so i, I know a lot of people were talking about oh yeah this guy this is you know he's he's hibernating he's coming out that's why the drums well i mean i sure maybe but i think that this is also a ceremony um i think that this is them choosing their leader this like this guy was always there he didn't just pop out of the out of the pool you know um i think maybe that this was this person was chosen through something else you know maybe through hierarchy you know maybe through genetics maybe through blood and legacy you know um or something else yeah maybe it was the eclipse maybe this dude literally did pop out of the you know the tree and the roots and then he is their you know their one you know hive leader right um but let's talk about uh this race specifically because my mind has been going and you know who, for some reason, they remind me of is the Rakatans, right? Uh, the Rakatans, of course, are a huge Star Wars race, okay? Like, probably one of the most important races in video game. Uh, with Jedi Fallen Order, we were introduced to the Zepho. The Zepho, uh, of course, are one of those ancient races, very Forerunner-esque, just like Halo, where, you know, they develop so many things, they have planets and cities, and then they just kind of died overnight because I guess they got addicted to the Force, right? And then they ended up dying, uh, or something similar. I have to replay Jedi Fallen Order. But something along those lines. Um, and of course, um, the Rakat the Rakatans also Rakata, right? They're also like that too. Um, where, dude, they I think they were called the Infinite Empire, and they I think had a more successful empire than anybody in, in recorded Star Wars history because they had just been around for thousands and thousands of years, and they were using just about every single race that they came across as slaves and trafficking and and every single class. It was just it was just nuts. Like every every single race was for sale. They used them slaves um, but the reason why they died was because um, you know their technology was uh, of the force it was uh, you know it was force enabled I guess you can say right um, but then someone had created a virus um, which was believed to be uh, the humans or people their slaves um, and and I and I think some of the Jedi even helped uh, that were around that time too, uh, of course, and there's this whole entire story about the Sith and the Sithari, which is the actual race of the Sith. Anyway, I'm getting like totally like, I'm sidetracking here. But the thing about the Rakatans is like, they also kind of died off because the the virus that they caught also affected their force abilities. Uh, they, were, they were no longer able to use the force. They were completely cut off. And a lot of them eventually ended up dying because they had used the force for so long. Now, 
I'm not saying these are the Rakatans, but man, one thing that I've always thought about the Rakatans was so... that needed to be improved was the appearance. Um, I feel like the nose on this character, on this race, and the eyes kind of make me feel like they could resemble, right? But they also have characteristics of the Yuzhan Vong, you know, with their skin and their tribal-esque look. Uh, there's, there's so many crazy things. Uh, and of course, they're surrounded by these drums uh, that are coming out of the ground like trees. Uh, and there's so many of them, you know, like, I feel like this race is very in tune to something. Uh, there is something going on that they have been waiting for millennia, you know, maybe even longer than millennia. Uh, and of course, this character that's coming out of the ground um, is also, uh, he's, he's a person. This is going to be their main guy. This is going to be their leader. Um, and it's so incredible to see uh, this trailer because I feel like this is what uh, ultimately makes the trailer so much better than everything else that is out there right now because of the questions you know when you watch this you want to know more i want to know more about this race i want to know what's going on you know are they inherently evil you know are they evil for evil's sake um or are they coming out and uh you know are they going to challenge the Jedi? You know, are they going to challenge the Force itself? You know, maybe for some reason that they witness what the galaxy is and perhaps they have to, um, you know, kind of kind of balance things out in their own way. But I want to say I haven't seen anything else in this trailer to know or depict what side that they are on. Because I think we all know the obvious evil here, right? The obvious villain. And that, of course, is the new corporation um, that has, like, the two backwards R's that are against each other. And they're the black and red, the faction, right? That are pretty much fighting the Trade Federation inside that space battle. And that is the obvious villain that we have here. Uh, but everybody else kind of see there's just too many questions. You have the Jedi, uh, you know, you have the Republic, you have these uh, characters that you're going to see who probably might get tangled in all this. You have this spacecraft that is uh, crashing from space, uh, helplessly <laughs> trying to land. Uh, and, you know, then of course you have the one girl, the one, uh, the one girl uh, that looks like uh, Sansa Stark and everything around her is burning so maybe she is also a part uh, or victimized by the corporation you know who knows um but uh, outside of that you know these characters inside this uh, inside inside this trailer i feel like they're is so enigmatic man they're so mysterious and i think that's ultimately the most potent part of the trailer it really is so infectious about how like what they are what are they doing? You know, why are they banging on drums? You know, well, what the hell are they doing down there? And yeah, is this the eclipse? Because there is no light inside this area that they're at. You know, their skin is, you know, crazy looking gray and, and black color. Um, and who's this person coming out of the pool? You know, uh, and that's the thing too is that I want to talk about is this pool, this fountain. It reminds me so much of Mortis. And for those who do not know, one of my favorite characters in Star Wars is actually Abeloth. And a lot of people hate Abeloth because she's so overpowered. But the reason why she came to be was because of the pool, right? Um, I just want to make sure it's the pool of knowledge, but I think it's something else. Abeloth, uh, a fountain. I think it's a fountain. I think that's what it is. I don't think it's a pool. Um, yes, the oh, it's the font of power. That's what it is. Um, yeah, it's the font of power. The font of power is a nexus of dark side energy located on Abeloth's planet inside Abeloth's cave. It was found in the realm of the Force, was beyond the shadows, which was commonly accessed by the Force sensitives known as the Mind Walkers, who reached the realm by separating their minds from their bodies. The font of power appeared as a fountain in an overgrown courtyard 
According to the Mindwalkers, it was tainted by the dark side of the Force and offered limitless power of the past and future, if drunk from. Both Luke Skywalker and Jason Solo were offered the opportunity to drink from the Font of Power and both declined. Abeloth brought Ben Skywalker and Vrishakai to Font the Power so they could drink from it and become the new son and daughter, recreating the family of the Ones who would reshape the galaxy in their, in their own image. Vestra was tempted to drink in hopes that their new forms would enable them to defeat Abeloth, but Ben convinced her otherwise. When Abeloth grew impatient, Ben opened himself up to the Force, shielding himself from the Font's power instead of drawing on the power of all the loved ones throughout the galaxy and attacked Abeloth. Ultimately, he and Vestra were able to destroy uh, Corelli Avatar. So, now uh, the, the, uh, the Font of Power is... I'm getting so many vibes from that because, you know... A lot of people are saying, like, you know, what if what if this guy isn't affected by the force? Well, yeah, dude, I think I think that's, I mean, it, it, you get that you get that vibe that this guy is a bad dude, right? Um, but I'm also getting the vibe that you know, what if he is omnipotent? You know, yeah, what if he just is um, something of the force? You know, maybe he is a conduit of the dark side. You know, and that's one thing that I loved in the Mortis arcs is, of course, you have the father and uh, and the son and the daughter. You know, and but what if there is a way that someone else can achieve that? And of course you can, because that's why Abeloth is such an incredible character too, because of the font of power. What if this is something similar? You know, the Force has so many names throughout the universe. You know, the Voss use it. Uh, you know, the Knight Sisters use it. Uh, there's so many different variants of it, right? Of course, the Knights of Ren called it the sh the Shadow, I think, or the Shade. Um, it, and you know, maybe this is a variant of that. Um, of course. Uh, who knows? Uh, really, time will tell. Uh, but fam, um, this person is getting dipped into something. Uh, and if there's something that looks like it's tainted by the dark side, <laughs> it definitely looks like this. So I I can't wait, man. I'm so very excited for this Eclipse thing. I want to know like what the what actually physically is happening with this is this eclipse what is it awakening what is it shuddering you know like how what is happening with the force in this time you know there's just so many elements of star wars uh and i can't wait to see how they use it uh and i'm not really going to like theorize or speculate any more than that i just want to use what the trailer is giving me you know uh because i feel like well i'll just get too far and too crazy with all these story you know enhancing components and then if it doesn't happen i don't want to like get anybody hyped and then them sad that it doesn't happen uh so let's go into questions right um what species is banging on the drums says the jedi ninja from twitter and to be honest i don't know um i think that they're very similar to or cotton um maybe they could be parts uh or a variant of the ujian vong and that's the thing too because you know we're working here in uncharted space or the outer rim and that, I think, is the greatest advantage of all in this story, because it can literally be anybody. It can be anybody that we've ever wanted to know and see. And, you know, we have the Zepho, we have the Chiss Ascendancy, we have the Grisk. You know, there's so many different types of Star Wars species out there. And there's so many other characters that we haven't seen in so long or heard of in so long, you know? You know, we have the Celestials, like Darth, Darth Vitiate. Man, dude, I can uh, we, I can just go on all freaking day about all these crazy species inside Star Wars, um, but of course too is like, um, I, I I just I what I really think is that they're completely new, they're completely original, um, and I feel like that could be the greatest component too, uh, because I feel like uh, new new species and just new things overall that adopt uh older ideas i feel like is the best thing because when you're inspired by the things that want to make you create especially star wars um i think that then i think that you're really on a good track here to make something good just like the mandalorian you know they weren't just looking at aspects of star wars to inspire them they were looking at aspects that inspired star wars you know and I think that's why The Mandalorian is so good at what it does, which is literally, like, arguably one of the greatest creations that we had because there's so many people that like it across all generations. You know, uh, the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, and the sequel trilogy. So many people love The Mandalorian. So I feel like if you can also do something like that uh, and replicate that into a video game, then, yeah, you're going to be absolutely successful with this. Now, um, SodaFam has so many questions. So do you think there will be both ground and space battles? I don't know. I... I know that I didn't read anything on the site, um, and I know that people have 
said that this game, uh, the rumors initially were that this game was supposed to be um, open world and video game elements, despite uh, Quantum uh, also never making like an actual like gameplay video game. It's just quick time events. Um, so I, w I don't think there's going to be anything. I actually think it's going to be full story. Uh, so I'm just going to wait and see uh, until something actually happens because I'm, I'm just too hyped right now. I just, I just can't fathom how the game is already delivered and it's only a trailer. So I want to see what more they're going to offer us so I can get hype. Man, yeah, open world, do it, let's go. Space battles, please, absolutely. Even if it's something like Halo where it's just like leveled spaces, right? Or something like Destiny. Uh, yeah, I'm absolutely fine with any of that. I just want to play the damn game. Um, I, I also saw that someone said that there was going to be multiplayer components. I do not believe that. <laughs> There's no way that you can have such an ambitious game like this and also have multiplayer. Um, SodaFam also says, We know four characters in the opening cinematic on Mon Calamari. A Duro, a stranger with a hidden face, and the pet shopkeeper. Do we think these will be playable characters? Um, I think that the Duros is absolutely 100% going to be a certain character. Um, I think that the Mon Calamari is not going to be a playable character. I think he's going to be a character that is affiliated with you or maybe that you see or maybe someone you're going to interact with or know of, but I don't think he's going to be a hidden character. Um, I think the pet shopkeeper was just there for filler space. I don't think he's anything special aside that. Maybe you, maybe there's a part of the story where you can explore that city and maybe you get to see the shopkeeper. You know, maybe you could buy the pet. I tell you one thing though, is I want one of those pets right now in my room. <laughs> uh, the two Jedi sparring, who are they? Uh, yeah, I definitely think that they're uh, a uh, one race is uh, Zine, one race, of course, um, is uh, Mary Allen. I think that they're so cool. I'm so glad to see those races. Uh, there's some of the coolest races in Star Wars. I'm very excited to know what, what the dispute is. You know, um, I think that they're actually going to be two very competitive characters. And one of them is going to be clouded by the other person kind of being better than them. Um, I think that's actually going to be the main story for them. And one of them is going to do something they're not. You know, and then it says the thing too that I just realized is at, at that fight is also happening during the night. Or during the sun goes... Oh, during when the sun is going down, right? It's like, um, it's like dusk. Yes, dude, it is dusk. The sun is going down. Man, so that'd be cool, right? If they, if the eclipse happens right there and they start to witness that person come out and they're running for, I don't think that's going to happen, but that would be cool. Um, so Sotathem also says, uh, the one uh, sparring Jedi has a curved hilt. Um, one of the sparring Jedi has a curved hilt. Maybe it could, uh, maybe it could be Dooku. Uh, I don't think... I don't think, no, I don't think the Sparring Jedi has the Curved Hilt. What, I think the, um, no, I don't think, no, this is, this is too early for Dooku. Dooku's not even important, definitely not. Um, though there is an issue with the developer, do you think they could make strides to fix the relationship with the fans? Um, that guy needs to step down. He, I, I, I don't know why he still has a job. I, I don't know who's defending him. Um, but if this game wants to see the light of the day, no matter how good it is, that, that guy needs to get out. He needs to go. He needs to go. Um, the High Republic, uh, is, is all about, um, representation, you know, it's all about, not just like, you know, color, but it's also, you know, just like identity and who you are, you know, as a person, uh, and, uh, he said some terrible things, um, and, and not just anybody should say, you know, uh, it's disgusting, and I, I really hope that that person is not affiliated with this thing at all, and I, and I hope they make a public announcement about that, because the fact that it's, still been so uh, you know a couple days and they still haven't even acknowledged that or announced that uh, it's it's not okay that needs to change um is this going to be the first of many high republic games so again i feel like when we say high republic i th i think that we need to be very lenient with that because this i would not necessarily call this the high republic right you know to me because it's to me it's kind of calling like prequel trilogy but then it's rogue one you know or it's right before rogue one 
you know, or prequel trilogy and it's Kenobi. Does that make sense? You know, it's it's no longer like prequel era, you know, it's it's the Empire era, and and that's the thing too is like this to me is, it's not even like it's not even prequel era, you know, it's like pre prequel era, you know, um, and and I think it's way more of pre-prequel era than it is of the High Republic because again of like you know where's Lena So you know where well where's Elzar Man where's the Nile where's the Drengir you know where's Martian Rowe uh, there's so many components of the High Republic that are missing from this and I personally believe that this game actually was starting when the High Republic uh, initiative and, and phase uh, was was starting so I, I think that's why this trailer is just so very different um and of course like man i love the high republic so much but i also understand like how people do not want to be constricted with other ideas because this game uh and i think that's this is the best part of this game actually is that it's running off their own stuff it's i mean that's it they said it's high republic but it's really not high republic i think again the most high republic things that you see inside this trailer are the the lightsabers and 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 the time where these Jedi are sparring, uh, and I think that's really it. There really isn't too much of the High Republic really in here, um, but who knows? You know, maybe we'll get to see someone else. You know, maybe we'll get to see the Nile. Maybe we'll get to see the Drengnir. Uh, I would love, I would love to see Drengnir. I would love to see something from like our stuff. You know, Starlight Beacon even. You know, where is Starlight Beacon? You know, that's one thing I want to see. Um, but hey, you know, I, I hope we get to see more of that. Um, and if you have not actually dipped into the High Republic, definitely go in and dip into it. Um, at the very least, read these two books, Light of the Jedi and The Rising Storm. If you read those two, you're going to be set for life. <clears throat> All right, fam. It has been so fun. It's been an hour and four minutes of this uh, complete breakdown of this Star Wars Eclipse. Uh, I think this is probably the longest breakdown video that's on there. I'm going to upload an actual video, um, hopefully Sunday or Monday. I'm going to do my best, uh, and at the very, if it's not then too, you're going to get it uh, because I want to get in and edit this for you guys as best as I can, uh, visually anyway. So thank you so much for coming into the Dark Temple, visited by Mera Jade, Luke Skywalker, and Kyle Katarn, and so many of the Force sensitives like yourself. Thank you all for coming into this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube. Don't forget Level Up Lightsabers at the bottom with the link. Go and get your lightsaber for yourself this Christmas, fam. And I'll see you around. Deuces.